You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. Hey, church. My name is Johnny. Some of you might know me as Intern Johnny, yes. and uh, I'm just here this morning to read some scripture with you guys. So we're in John chapter 7, starting in verse 37. It says this, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this, he meant the spirit whom those, he believed, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not been glorified. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. I tell you what, it, it really is a blessing for interns, you know, to want to come back and spend some weekends. So uh, uh, Johnny and his new wife, Lexi, are with us for the weekend and just a great thing. So welcome them. Uh, Johnny actually serves as the student minister at his home church, uh, Antioch Christian Church in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, so, you know, Angel and I uh, really couldn't fly out there for their wedding. So we're like, hey, how about us? Uh, our gift to you. Hey, come spend a weekend with us. So, uh, so they're here. It's been a joy. It's so good to have them. Uh, pray for them and their ministry in Iowa, and that'll be a blessing to them. I know he's going to be a huge blessing and encouragement uh, to the church there. And yesterday, the great day of service, yikes, that was amazing. Yeah, I know that uh, there, you know, it might be a little light in this service because everybody's exhausted, and I know they're coming to the 1130 service. But anyway, yesterday was amazing. We had 140 140 of you from this church volunteering really in three locations to really bring total transformation, I think. You know, the camp, our campground, youth camp, uh, you know, just received a, you know, total makeover, uh, you know, in a way. Um, we, we, some of us served at a house just, you know, kind of revamping their outdoor, their yard, their lawn, the trimming of trees. And, and all I know is if you ever see James Tingle with a weed whacker, just stay away. Just let him go about his business. He, uh, it was amazing. Yesterday was amazing. And then at Love, Inc., uh, so much painting going on, trim work going on. Uh, some of you did electrical work and painting and cleaning. I tell you what, though, the best part of yesterday was everybody was done. We got together for lunch, and I grabbed one of those PB&J sandwiches that had about an inch thick of strawberry jam. Somebody knows how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So thank you, everybody who served in a great way. Uh, I'm kind of excited about the week ahead because uh, Cole's going to put together a nice little uh, video collage just celebrating what happened yesterday. Yesterday was amazing. Thank you for serving. Uh, I can't wait for the next one. That was so awesome. So thank you for serving in a great way. And uh, if you see anybody nodding like that today, it's because they served hard yesterday, but just still hit them in the head and make, wake them up. Thirsty. The word from the Lord for us today begins this way. On the last and greatest day of the festival. 
on the last and greatest day of the festival. Now, that sets up a context for us that we need to know about. In fact, it really, in order for you to really appreciate the words that Jesus has for us after this, is you and I have got to give some thought to the context of what He is about to say. Let me give you uh, some context for this passage. First of all, I, w- I want to share with you the context of this festival. What is this festival? Uh, the festival uh, is actually called the Feast of Tents or the Feast of Tabernacles. In fact, um, this is one of three Jewish celebrations that every Jewish male living within 20 miles of Jerusalem w- was required to attend during the year. There was um, Passover, there was Pentecost, and there's this festival, the Festival of Tents or the Festival of Tabernacles. Now, just real quick, uh, Passover. Passover uh, was designed to celebrate and remember uh, the death angel passing over the Israelite families who actually obeyed the Lord. And it's kind of a gruesome story, but the angel, the the promise was if any Jewish family, because God was actually going to prove who the real God is to these Egyptians and these idolatrous Egyptians. Uh, But the promise was, if any Jewish family would uh, paint the blood of a lamb over the doorframe of their house, when the death angel came, he would pass over that house and spare them lots of grief, right? The Passover. The second festival they were required to attend was Pentecost. Pentecost was really to commemorate and remember their exodus from slavery in Egypt. They had been slaves for 400 years and the exodus out of slavery, but ultimately their exodus into freedom. Don't you forget our exodus into freedom. And then we come to this third festival, the Festival of Tents, the Festival of Tabernacles. And this is the one we're talking about today, the, the, the last and greatest day of the, the festival. Well, this festival was designed really to help the Jewish people kind of spend a week of reflection and celebration and remembrance of, it was really designed for them to think about God's activity in their past, God's activity in their very present, and God's activity promised for the future. The whole week was designed to get the... God's people to think about those three things. First of all, the past. He wanted them to remember their past, their past of wandering in the desert. In fact, uh, the wandering in the desert was really the honeymoon period in their intimate, intimate relationship with the Lord. In fact, that was when he, the Lord was in very real time providing for His people. And he was present uh, by day through a cloud and by night through fire. I mean, uh, his presence was like right there. And every day, every day he was providing manna from heaven as food for them to eat. And some of you know your Old Testament. He was also providing daily water from a rock that they could drink. Water from a rock? 
It's a pretty cool story. And he was daily providing. In fact, part of this festival that we're reading about today, part of the festival was a priest would actually take this very special golden pitcher and he would parade through town down to the well of Siloam, which, by the way, was fed by a fresh water living spring of water. And they would dip the pitcher down in the well, they would pull it out, and the priest would then carry it back to the temple. And toward the end of the uh, festival of the week, he would actually pour out the water in great symbolism to help the people remember the water that flowed from that rock. That's pretty cool. I mean, so much symbolism, so much significance, um, and that's to celebrate their past. But the, but the festival was also designed to get them to think about their future and God's immediate provision of their, in their present. And, and actually, it was a harvest party to celebrate the bountiful supply of the harvest. Thanksgiving. But the festival was also intentionally designed to get them to think about God's activity in their future. And during the festival, especially on this last day, they would meet for prayer and they would pray two very specific things. First, they would pray for rain, for the next season of crops, realizing, hey, if we're going to succeed with the harvest, it's because God's blessing us. And they would pray for rain and literally would pray these words, oh God, water us. Oh God, water us. The second thing they would specifically pray as they gave reference and acknowledgement to the words of the prophets that promised and predicted that someday the Lord himself would pour out his spirit on all people. Joel chapter 2. And they would pray, send him. Oh Lord, send your spirit on all people as you promised. Send him. And they took a whole week to think and reflect and rejoice and remember and pray about those three things. Past, present, future. I think it's also wise for us to understand the context really was a context of rejection. John chapter 7, if you, if you read the whole chapter, John chapter 7, you're going to immediately realize this is in the context of, of the people rejecting Jesus. Kind of in the same likeness that in the desert, wandering all those years, the people of Israel rejected God through their grumbling and complaining and their whining and wah. And John chapter 7 indicates this is a context of rejection. In fact, John chapter 7 verse 1 indicates that the Jewish leaders are already planning how to kill him. In John chapter 5, uh, verse 5, 7 verse 5, um, his family is mocking him because they don't believe. In verse 7, he sets his family down to explain why the world hates him. In verse 12, um, the crowd is accusing him of being a deceiver. In verse 20, they say to him, you are possessed by a demon. The crowd was screaming, you are possessed by a demon. Verse 30 indicates that they made the decision, we're going to arrest him. Verse 32, they sent out the guard to arrest him. And it's in that timing and in that context we come to today's word from the Lord. It was in that context and in that moment, here's what happened, here's our text, verse 37, on the last and greatest day of this week-long festival, 
Jesus stood up in a loud voice. He cried out in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in Him were later to receive up until this time. The Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Well, now that we understand a little of the context, let's now focus on the content of these verses. And then we'll draw some conclusions for us today. The content. Did you notice the offer? If anyone is thirsty, did you notice the offer? Anyone. This offer is for anyone and everyone who would acknowledge that they're thirsty. I love the fact that this verse does not say, let anyone who is educated or trained or skilled or qualified, or if anyone's good looking enough, Russell, you are, but that's not what it says. If anyone is rich enough, it doesn't say that. It says, if anyone is thirsty, well, that's an invite to all of us, amen? And we are so thirsty. And did you notice the invitation? The invitation is Jesus stood up and cried out in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, come to me. Come to me. That statement, I've been noodling on this for a while, that statement is amazing. Jesus standing up in this Jewish celebration and cries out to all of them that can hear, come to me. What he's saying in this moment is, listen, I'm the source. I'm the answer for all of life. I'm the source of everything you need, right? And he's saying, hey, you remember that rock? I just have to pour out the water from that golden pitcher is when he says, hey, you remember that rock in the Old Testament that provided and sustained and actually saved those Israel people from dying of the thirst, that rock is me. I'm the rock. Dwayne Johnson is not the rock. (laughs) Jesus is saying, I am the rock. And what he was saying in that moment, those Jewish leaders clearly understood what he was saying. And he was saying, I'm the Lord of the harvest. I'm the one who could provide for all of your needs. I am the the source of living water. And the only thing he requires for having it is, come to me. In humble surrender of yourself to him, come to me. I love that. the invitation. Did you notice the promise? I I love the promise. The promise comes uh, from verse 38. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. 
The promise is, is that if you are drinking this living water, actually it's going to empower you to allow a stream of living water to flow uh, from within you and out to other people in order to bless people. Listen, I want you to know today that you are not designed to be a cistern. You are not designed to be a cistern where you're just going to take it all in and hoard it all, all up and save it for yourself. It's going to come, become stagnant real quick. No, you were designed to actually be a river. Understanding when the Lord blesses you, it was intended for you to bless other people. Bless to bless, right? And it, it, it's not, it wasn't designed just for you to receive. It's, this living water is designed for you to overflow. And here's what I know. The happiest people I know are givers, not takers. I love that. And then, did you notice the explanation? The explanation says, you know, whoever believes in me, uh, you know, rivers of living water will flow from them. And verse 39 says, by this he meant the Spirit. In this conclusion of thirsty, Jesus just defined really what living water is. The living water that He gives is the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. The gift of the Holy Spirit to come and to empower the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus tells us that uh, when He pardons us, He also unites us to Himself with strength and power for satisfaction and fulfillment. The gift of the Holy Spirit. You know the classic verse, Acts 2.38? Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. Yes! And the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is designed to come into your life and to sustain you for this life and to empower you for the next life. It's amazing. Hallelujah, right? Oh, this gift. Of living water. Well, let's then draw some conclusions uh, by way of some questions. The first question I want to ask you today is Do you really understand the illustration? Uh, do you really understand the illustration? And, and here's what I mean Jesus says this. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And then he says in verse 38, whoever believes in me, as Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I thought it was so interesting that in this explanation, Jesus equates coming to him and drinking is equal to believing in him. In fact, this illustration of going to Jesus and drinking this living water is what the Bible means. It's what Jesus means by having faith. That's what it really means. It's not just a mental sin that, yeah, I think these things happen. Oh, no. This is about a continuous going to Jesus and drinking from the Holy Spirit. His Word and His Spirit. 
They're equated. These are synonymous. Coming to Jesus and drinking is synonymous with living by faith. I think we need to understand that. The second question I want to ask you today, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? The whole design of this series is to get you to think about what you're really thirsting after and to get you to question what have you been drinking. And really the third question is, how's that working for you? How's that working for you? But here's what I know. Here's what I know. Followers of Jesus, you and I are so quick to come to a point in our Christian walk, our faith walk, to only be sipping living water and chugging the Coca-Colas and the sodas and the, you know, the energy drinks from the cisterns of this world. Am I right? We're so quick to turn to the cisterns of this world, but the answer is living water. The answer is drinking living water. It's the only thing that's going to quench your thirst and satisfy your soul. How do you do that? Well, we've already said in the series, it's all about drawing near to Jesus, coming into His presence in worship and in confession of who He really is and conviction of who He really is and our submission to who He really is and really our supply asking Him, relying on Him in prayer. So what you drinking? May it be living water. I felt like that's by way of review, so here's the real question I want you to contemplate, and this is, what's flowing out of you? Just, just think about this last week. And I want you to think about what is it, what, what's been flowing out of you? What's been overflowing? Has it really been gratitude? Has it really been love and joy and peace? Has it really been hope? Has it really been help? Or has it been complaining? Criticism. Whining, insults. Lust, craving materialism. What's been flowing out of you lately? Because we're designed to be living streams of living water flowing out of us. And so here's one more question. I want to ask you, would you adopt this prayer prompt? Would you adopt this prayer? Now, I have a prayer prompt in my life, and uh, one of the prayer prompts, a prayer prompt is something you see or experience that prompts you to pray. Uh, One of my prayer prompts is a water fountain. Now, not the drinking kind. I mean the spraying kind, right? In the middle of a pond, there's a water fountain. I'm just attracted to water fountains, and I decided years ago that every time I see a water fountain, I want to pray personally for myself, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Because living water is the Holy Spirit designed to well up in us. And the word well up is to, you know, bubbling fountain, spraying fountain. But after this study, I've changed my prayer. That every time I see a water fountain, I've changed my prayer to this. Lord, fill me to overflowing with your Spirit. Fill me to overflowing with living water. He wants to answer that prayer, doesn't he? In fact, I want to lead you 
in a time of praying for that right now. Let's pray. And I would like to encourage every one of you, maybe with your head bowed, your eyes closed. Would you imagine that you're in the crowd? You're in the crowd of that festival and you watch Jesus stand up and cry out in a very loud voice, if any of you are thirsty, come to me. And just for a moment, would you go to him? And in your conversation with the Lord, would you ask Him for living water? And in this moment, would you drink? Lord, we're so thirsty. Oh, Lord, forgive us when we keep running to the cisterns of this world. Forgive us when we keep lapping up this stagnant water that this world offers. Would you help us realize and would you empower us to keep coming to you for living water? Thank you for offering it to us. Thank you for giving it to us. When we come to you, in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.